right. This is gonna be my first uh, ever interview. I'm gonna be having a uh, member of Golden Plates join in a second. I think he's requesting to come in right now. So if you request, go live. And I think you're gonna be there in a minute. Oh, yes. hey there. What's going What's on? Happening? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, I can hear you just fine. Am I, am I, am I levels okay? Perfect, perfect. All right, let me get an introduction. Your name is? My name is Elder Bryson. I'm from the, uh, the virtual band Golden Plates. Elder Bryson. Mm -hmm. That is an interesting name in itself. I love that. Oh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a play. I uh, got started in Utah, and so it's kind of a play on uh, the whole theocracy of, uh, uh, you know, a little homage to home. See, I love that. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, like, for, okay, how do I explain it? I'm on TikTok too, right? And like, there's all kinds of crazy shit on TikTok. And there are some actual Mormon extreme uh, sports guys, okay? And they're like on scooters and shit. And this guy's like, hi, I'm elder, like, you know, whatever. And he says his name. And then he gets on his little scooter and he'll, he'll nail a handrail in the name of like Jesus or whatever the Mormon deal is. And I'm like, blown away so like when you introduced yourself to me at first like on on you know line i'm like whoa who, what's going on are these guys like like catching on that i'm watching them on tiktok or what you know so oh they are it's it's it there's a huge machine like i'm in a constant seo or with those guys like there's there's a they, they take like you know multi-million dollar sales trainings before they go out and like you know it's 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 pretty it's pretty interesting if you really like read into it it's insane it's ins I, I freaked i'll tell you one quick story before we get into it. we had we had we have a lot of them in uh southern california in laguna niguel they actually rent out places like apartments and then they give these people bikes and they just tell them to go out and, and hustle up the business, you know, like it's like it's crack. So I had these two these two cats come up to me. I'm working really hard, working really hard, and it's like Christmas time. I'm a UPS driver, okay? So these these cats come up to me on their bikes and they're all, hey man, do you know about the Lord? Do you know about like, you know, and they start, you know, preaching and I didn't realize that there was a woman in her car, a little bit, you know, watching all this. I looked at them and I go, I go, no, nah, man. I go, I don't, I don't believe in that right now. I'm just, I'm just into the devil. Like I did it. <laughs> I did that. And I just wanted to leave me. And I did that just as a joke. I didn't think that the lady would see the kids took off. The lady opened up her door and she just started laughing so hard. She's like, that was amazing. And I'm like, oh shit. So. Um well, what's funny is because like 40% of the purpose that they, they, they go out and do that is to bring more people into the church so that they can get more of their 10% tithe income to, you know, keep on building their more temples and, yeah. you know, expanding and expanding the brand, right? And uh, But 60% of the reason they do that is is for the sake of the missionaries themselves to create this us versus them mentality so that people like us are like, nah, man, I'm into the devil. Like it creates like this, <laughs> this curious separation of like, well, we're better than them. Right. Exactly. It, it, exactly. It, that's how they that's how they hook them for life. Right. It's like yep. you've gone out there. You've seen the sinfulness of the world. You're safe here. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's totally true. And what's funny is, you know, that, that when they hear all that, they're like, 
what's funny is when you when you give that like good versus evil that bad versus good every human being has that like dude i want to see what's on the other side no matter how religious you are you you have that temptation no matter what and that's just mankind and, and if we didn't have that we wouldn't be out in space right now we wouldn't we wouldn't be checking out black holes we wouldn't be like you know really seeing new things we'd be stuck in this void you know so i guess right. that's kind of what this whole podcast is about is what does it all mean you know yeah exactly we'd just be sitting there in plato's cave like all right that's cool exactly and i kind of my interpretation of like consciousness real consciousness is all of our realities what we perceive in a collective okay and then that's all kind of scrambled up into whatever's really happening in this existence you know so whatever i might believe you know say i'm i'm into buddhism and i believe that i'm going to be reincarnated or whatever and and then we have these cats over here on the right that believe, you know, that these hardcore, you know, Christians that believe that if you don't follow these rules that you're going to burn in hell. I, I feel that all of these go into a collective. And then at that point, it starts to give the narrative of our existence, which is a trip. So, Because, right. yeah, I mean, like, everybody's got, you know, their theories, whatever. We don't know anything like. I'm not convinced that the stars aren't really just the holes in the styrofoam. I mean, they're probably right. not. But <laughs> right, right. Once they lift that blackness off, like what the hell is really there? Like for real, all the blackness, right. there's this black and these, these, this white coming through. That's energy. I, a part of me feels you peel that back and that's the other side. And then you like wake up as like, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm really uh, a green girl that's like not even on this planet whatsoever. And, and it's a total different reality. And, and yeah, uh, our entire life is just this entire this crazy drug trip that yeah. you know, we were taking place in on on our home planet. Yeah, or, so. or or maybe we're all of the part of me feels like all of this because you know you see these new pictures of like how the universe really resembles like the brain, you know the the web and all that. You know they're very similar patterns. What if we're just a speck of somebody else's just bullshit? You know, like what if what if we're a microchasm of some giant mofos you know head out there and that's all this is we'll never know like we'll know when we pass away but to me what does it mean you know what is this what's julie saying julia this is julia from london she's amazing she's julia she's great believe me okay sometimes you'll hear them say you'll burn in hell and they'll scream so yeah oh so loud so loud and that's fear that's fear because they don't want you to basically do whatever goes against their governmental or whatever theocracy you know right yeah so, it's 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 a, it's a fear that you know it's the cognitive dissonance that steps in like what if i am wrong because they don't know exactly you know that they they hinge their entire lives on the fact that they're right exactly they don't know so yeah that's a that's a terrifying thing like to to con- confront the fact that your, your comfort myths might not be true yes <laughs> and i love um, stuff like that i love my yeah. reality being shattered and me being wrong me being wrong is the best thing on the planet because that's like, how you learn. <laughs> dude, see? This is why yeah. I wanted to wait. Like, when I was talking to you last night, I, I just knew. Like, we were getting along so well that I'm like, as soon as, like, I know too much about you, it's going to seem rehearsed. So, the the that's natural, yeah, the naturalness of this is way better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I love, I was actually, I, I came across this Carl Sagan quote the other day um, about how, you know, empires, emperors, like, have created river of bloods also that they can rule over a 
fraction of a speck of dust in an infinite universe. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely true. <laughs> like, definitely true. Like, he was yeah, a genius. Like, you're, you're the shit king. Awesome. <laughs> yes. I, I feel that when we lost him, we lost like, you know, just a connection to, to you know, l- luckily we have uh, like Neil deGrasse Tyson kind of taking over his place. But, you know, he, that Carl Sagan was just, dude, he shook it up. Oh, yeah, he was, he was on the next level because he took the science and then brought like the, brought it to like a philosophical, philosophical and ethical level that just fucking blew you away. Like, you're not important or special. (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) It's the pale blue dot, man. Like, we're just that little existence just to, you know, and when you think about that, because yes, Everyone else in the world that up until that point thought, oh, no, dude, we are the center of the fucking world. We are this. We are America. This is this. No, man, you're <laughs> nobody. We're at, like, okay, I'll tell you this concept that I, I kind of got into recently, like, and it's getting stronger and stronger. So in my songwritings, uh, I talk a lot about angels, you know, and so angels are, are always a trip to me in religious forms and just all kinds of forms, you know? And so I heard William songs. Yeah. Just whatever. They tripped me out, dude. And picture. So, so I heard this concept recently that basically, uh, angels could possibly be beings that, you know, started like us, but instead of taking the path that we've taken, kind of gained the path to enlightenment and like, you know, just became like monks. Like we're just straight, like monks studied, you know, buffed up their brains and and just got really uh, kind of more cosmic to themselves. And at that point took on a whole new life of themselves and then lived for a million years. And now, you know, say they come down here in this form of angels, realistically, they're just on a, they've evolved in a whole other way. And now they're just kind of coming to us like, hey, you know, like, here's some technology. We need you guys to get the fuck on board and, and <laughs> you know, move on to the next generation instead of just, like, fighting and killing and doing all the shit that we still are doing. But that's the concept I'm into right now. But what do you think about that? I mean, it's good shit. I mean, and when you look at, like, some of these technological advances we have that are really, like, poised to really end some of that shit, like vertical farming is something I've been looking into a bunch lately that's, that's this new idea that, uh, I mean, they've already got a working one uh, up in Oakland, and it's it's basically you know like a 500 acre farm on one acre of property. Uh, That's <laughs> like, amazing. That's you know, amazing. I'm, I I mean, you know, it's if if uh, if food isn't you know short per se yet, right? But transportation of it is, um, and so you know if you can if you can build one of these in any town in the world, you know, I mean shit you know that, that, that brings a whole new level to to everything or even out uh, in the space like i, I okay yeah. so i'm on that robotech level where i really love robotech and like you know in <laughs> robotech in the first episode man it, it just comes where earth is just going to be blown up and then at that point literally they all what do they do they jump on the ship the sr-71 and they get the hell out of dodge because earth they, and then they have to go find a new earth so at that point it's really about how much it's food consumption, how can you grow it? You know, that's the most important thing. Of course, space travel and radiation, those, but once you get past that, you really can get through everything, you know? So with all this new UFO technology, like data being leaked, you know, it's, it's crazy to think of the, the technology and just the stuff that we can now talk about 
and not be such freaks. I mean, two years ago, if you were to talk about any of the shit, aliens, you know, wormholes, all that crap, people were like, dude, conspiracy theory, fucking nut. But now people are starting to wake up to, to reality and it's starting to become, you know, real, which is even, it's weird for me. It's weird for me because it's becoming an accepted thing, which is, is the government in on this? Are they trying to like slowly get a sense of the shit that they already know? Or is it just the whistleblowers fucking going, hey, we're going to release this no matter what, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm still not 100% on board with the the idea that intelligent extraterrestrial life is has reached Earth. I, I think that that, you know, that long length of travel, like I'm not, I'm open to the possibility, but like, I'm not convinced like, oh yeah, it happened. You know, yeah. that hasn't. Like yes. I have, like you know, like I'm waiting for like a little bit more sol solid evidence to Definitely. come out that it wasn't just you know like some really well crafted you know foreign like foreign or domestic aircraft. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but uh, at at the same time, like there's you know there's so much we don't know about you know black holes, wormholes, that type of thing. That yeah, anything's possible, you know. Like, but you know, just from just from what we can see from our you know our frail existence, you know, the, our, our ability to, uh, travel, you know, certain G forces and certain like, you know, but who's to say other, other beings. Cause there's definitely intelligent life elsewhere in the galaxy. There's no question about that. Definitely. Like the, there's just the, the size of it, you know, this, the sheer scope of everything. Yeah. There's no way, yeah. you know, that there's not some planet elsewhere where a nitrogen based being has, reached enlightenment right <laughs> yes now okay let me run this by you do you think that this is possible and so it, it is this okay okay so say say this has already fucking happened okay uh say we are we've already humans have already lived for like a million years right and we've gotten to the point of where we got so egotistical that we really did want to live forever and we did create this whole matrix type world where like we really can replicate our DNA and uh, mind and almost essence eternally in this matrix where say, you know, there's another planet way the hell out there that we really can't get to because, you know, say that matrix has these limitations of like, say like a, uh, a game, like when you're playing a video game and when you go outside the bounds of the video game, it won't let you go that far, you know, like you always have to come back. Is this a matrix or is this reality or, you know, or is it a little bit of both? What do you think about that? I, I mean, and like I said, anything's possible. Like, you know, if, if, if this is reality, then, you know, there, the only bounds are, you know, the fact that, you know, it's, it's going to take, you know, at the, our current top speed of being able to safely travel through space, you know, 170 years for somebody with a 78 year lifespan to get to the next star, you yes. know, so yes. like, yes. Yeah, the, the, we, we have no way of knowing if there's, if there's a, the, the, like I said, the holes in the styrofoam that we're just going to hit when, totally. when we bounce off of when we get, you know, when we get to the edge of our solar system, you know, like there could just be a big black wall that we hit. And it's like, okay, that, you know, that that's it. Game over, man. It I could definitely just keep, agree. Could just keep going forever. You know, it's, yep. there's no way to possibly know. Uh, but I mean, the at the same time, you know, uh, the, the more, the more advanced our telescopes get, the more 
exactly. the more we study, you know, the radiation that comes from those areas, the better picture we get. Definitely. So, I, I love this, this Presley resurrection down here so that they, uh, they've been here for thousands of years. I, I, I kind of agree with that, you know, like my first initial, like when I was like in the fourth grade, okay. The first time that they busted out those goddamn pyramids to me, like as a normal human being, yeah, he looks see Egyptian, right? Boom. As soon as I saw those pyramids in the fourth grade, like as a, just a normal kid, you know, kids, we all see shit for just the purity of what it is. No judgment, no religion, no nothing. I'm in the fourth grade. All of a sudden I see these pyramids and I go, we like, for me, I did not think that that was like of my species, of my being, of anything about me whatsoever. I had never seen anything like that remotely close. And that was just the outside. And then now as an adult, seeing what the hell is going inside and still knowing that like in Giza, there's a, there's a, a chamber that's still basically they're going to like check out that we don't know about. And we've been there for a hundred years. Let me tell you about this weird story. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's this cat, really mysterious dude on my route. And I, he was a scientist and he told me my music sucked, whatever. I don't <laughs> care about that. Like he did. He totally told me my music sucked. And at the time it did, but he said that, you know, uh, I was bringing up Giza. I was bringing up all that stuff because it's always fascinated me. And he's like, he's all, do you know what Giza is? And I'm like, no, nah, and he was getting all mad at me. You know, your music sucks. Do you know what Giza is? And I'm just like, what's Giza? And he's all, Giza, uh, Giza is a, is a, um, it's a, it's like a transportation site. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, I've been in there. And he goes, I went in there for a study. And he said, I went into like a, a, a room where there was like a sarcophagus and he's all, I laid in the sarcophagus and I held on to the side of these, uh, of the side of it. And all of a sudden, like, I think he said he started meditating and, you know, actually doing, oh, and like when he was oming, he said that he started to feel like an actual physical, like movement within his body. And then if he kept going, he told me it freaked him out so much he just had to stop, okay? And and he didn't want to talk about it anymore. And then he wanted to remind me that all my drum beats sounded the same and I sucked. So the point is, I I don't know what, you know, if he was telling me the truth, if it's true, whatever it is. But I, I, what bums me out is I really want to go check out all of these pyramids and all these things. But, you know, since us as humans are so goddamn war-torn, it's uh it sucks that i can't even get over there you know yeah no that blows uh <clears throat> at the same time you know like you know people it's 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 really easy to, to to you know claim that something you don't understand must be aliens or the supernatural or right Where, whereas as, as somebody who's you know worked in you know music industry and done you know like stagehand work for like large concerts and put together the shit i've put together in 12 hours in terms of lighting rigs for bands, yeah, like with with a, with a small crew, like if it, like the magical spectacles that I've seen put together in the music scene that's by, the by just a handful of people who know what the fuck they're doing. That's the best. Um, you know, give, give a handful of people who know what the fuck they're doing. You know, a hundred years to build a pyramid, they're gonna fucking do it. Definitely, hundred <laughs> percent. You know, it's 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 people discount the human ingenuity and you know the human spirit because they're unimaginative themselves i think sometimes touche like. i love that <laughs> i love that and, and now that we're kind of on the musical like topic 
you know, I know this is about what does it Shitty all mean? Meets. But yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what, what's your process to, you know, creating, I, I listened, okay, for all you out there, you know, you're in a, uh, in a project or a band, whatever you want to call it, Golden Plates. I checked it out last night and I loved it. I, I loved uh, Blood. Mm -hmm. I loved that track. I loved um, Dumpster Girl. That caught me. Like, that was my favorite. Like, it, it's oh, always yeah. funny because, like, the, the song that everyone's pushing is, like, you know, it's, it's good. But to me, the B-side was so much better, you know? And, <laughs> and that's how things are, you know? But that's everything's an opinion. And, and no, there is no wrong. There is no right in music. But I Dumpster Girl got me on an emotional level. And it made me just jump in right away. So tell me about the B-side first. Tell me about Dumpster Girl. So Dumpster Girl is actually, uh, so uh, I, a couple months ago, like I did some like contest or something like, you know, share our new song on your Instagram. You'll get, or, or pre-save it on Spotify or whatever, whatever I was doing. I, I've discovered that pre-saves on Spotify are a waste of time. Um, but, <laughs> uh, it, was, it was something along the lines of, and I'll send you like a, a sweater and, uh, and, uh, and uh you know i'll write a song for you you know just just for you right and uh one of my one of my old friends that i haven't seen at least a decade i i, I played uh i played acoustic guitar at her wedding uh and did uh acoustic covers of uh of hip-hop songs from the 90s as she awesome. walked down the aisle I, I think i think i think she walked down the aisle to my acoustic version of big papa um, oh my god! Okay, <laughs> as you're saying that, I'm not gonna. The ODB just pulled up, like right up on my screen. Yes. Right when you said that, okay, like I didn't plan that at all. As soon as you said that, there went the ODB. That's, that's so. fantastic, dude. Yes. I, and I actually got to see Wu Tang a couple, like just before oh. lockdown. Oh. And, uh, young Dirty Bastard is doing a great job filling his footsteps. He's the it's, best, it's, it's, dude. dude young good. Dirty Bastard's the best. <laughs> Thank God for that. Like, no right? shit. Oh, it, it gives you hope in the future. It really future generations, does. Right? Oh, <laughs> and it makes me just happy as a man. I follow him on Instagram because he, dude, come on. And he's always just, like, throwing shit up to his pops. Like, it's so great. They're amazing. That's, fucking, that, that's, that's badass. I love it. Um, so, anyway, uh, years later, she, uh, so, anyway, like, the drawing happens and she wants, I'm like, shit, I haven't heard from Marianne for a while, right? So uh, she won awesome. So I hit her up and I'm like, hey, and so like, I'll write you a song about whatever you want. And so there was this time where I, uh, I was house sitting for her and I just had my heart broken as you, as you do um, in your, in your twenties. Yeah. Your teens or however, however old I was. I don't, and thirties. You know, right. Exactly. And you know, then through, throughout <laughs> life, throughout life, yep. you know, yep. um, you know, life will constantly heartbreak you and amaze you with its beauty at the same time. Yep. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I was on like a like I was house sitting for her. I just lost my job too, and I was just on like a week long bender, like just house sitting for my friend, watching her cat, and just like I think I went through like seven handles of gin in a week or something. Wow, it was, yeah, it was not it yeah. was ugly. <laughs> so anyway, at some point, I have this vague memory of flirting with a girl down by the dumpster when I was taking out the trash, and uh, next morning I woke up and she wasn't there, but there were pictures in my phone. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, so uh, she told me to write a song about that, and that's so I, I that's what that song's about. It's the the uh, the the hard times I was going through during the Great Recession, and uh, the 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 girl I don't remember who did her best to comfort me through it and never got her number and handshaked me to my friend's chair. Um, anyway, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yes, good good time. So yeah, I've I've been on some adventures, and uh, so yeah, that's what that song is about. 
And uh, yeah, I, I'm glad you dug it because, like, at first, like, at, like at first, I was just gonna like just do like some like shitty like you know little thing on like electric piano and vocals, just like just send it to her. And I'm like, I, I'm like, do you want like just me just like write you something real quick that's for you to have a laugh, or do you want me to actually like make a production out of this? She's like, no, yeah. no, do it right. Fucking, I'm like, okay, fine. So I'll make it a B side on my next release, right? And so, yeah, I, I put some time into it, and uh, I, apparently it turned out to be pretty good. Apparently, it's it's a uh, it's a beloved little uh little story yeah it's funny too because like for me like that's how it happens as well as like sometimes like when i'm on stage you know or or a question that's asked of me is like how do you remember the lyrics to like songs and stuff and it's like it's really just remembering the story or the person you know like like the dumpster or like you know like like i have a song micheline obviously that's easy i just remember my friend micheline and then i remember what you know, I think about her and, and, and the things that are going on and, and boom, that just automatically happens, you know? So it's just, I think the emotional attachment, that's what's strange. The emotional attachment to beats and lyrics and just, just sounds and melody have an emotional effect on humans that are just so interesting that it's beyond me that I, it can give me goosebumps at any random time. I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, like just from different beats and sounds and emotional content of a voice, I can cry. That is some strange shit. Look, Julia, music is life. Exactly. We're supposed to be getting, you know, uh, what does it all mean? I, I think I think music is definitely part of this consciousness that is a connector like any other art form. And I think art is very tangible. And I think even if there are aliens way the hell out there, they have some form as art as, as well. You know, some form of like, hey, here we are in this existence. You know, uh, this is what I think about it, you know? So. No, abs- absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a weird thing for me is like I'm trying to like work on this because I, I find that when I close my eyes and think about what I'm what the song is about, I sing it much better. Right. Problem with yeah. that is nobody wants to watch you sing a song with your <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But you know uh, what, dude? It, okay, that's hilarious that you say that because that is a real battle, you know. And, <laughs> and I'll right. tell you, I'll tell you, I've I've done both. I've done so many things because I've been on stage, and and sometimes I've just stared somebody in the eyes like just crazy as I'm trying to to get that emotion where it's almost scary and not so great. And then other times I've just closed my eyes and just done it and just drawn with inside myself and not given a shit what anybody else out there thought. And I think that meant more to me and the audience, because I think I was having a more, a, a real experience with time, reality, the higher power, whatever in, in a real time, instead of like trying to impress somebody and get off on like, look how fucking good I am. Who gives a shit? You know, <laughs> look how pretty I am. Who fucking cares about any about the, it's, it's yeah. about, it's really about that here. I'm, a, I'm this person in this space, in this time, and I'm doing this. And if there's anybody out in the audience that's like, fuck, dude, like a 15-year-old kid, it's like, fuck, dude, I want to do that too. And you connect with that person. That's what it's about. And second of all, I, I, I seen Dave Grohl on fucking Saturday Night Live like this. Yep. Just not giving a shit. Eyes completely closed. Just, dude, Dave Grohl. 
Okay. Dave Grohl so, is fucking the monster. Like, I that's can't. what I'm saying. Okay. So if he can close his eyes, so can we. Yeah. Right. Um, I mean, and then another step, like a band I've been following for a long time is a uh, Portugal, the man. Um, I, yes. the first time I ever heard of them, they opened for the RX bandits at Not... uh, the glass house in Pomona. If you're familiar with it. Yes. Saw black um, rebel motorcycle club there several times. So I've yes. seen them there once too. I've seen uh, the, my favorite, I saw the kills there once, which was oh, like, nice. That's way too small venue for them, but it was yeah. so fucking good. They're um, amazing. And, uh, so anyway, Portugal Man, just before anybody, they were like, you know, anyone knew who the hell they were. They were opening for the RX Bandits, which, you know, I, I don't think it, a lot of people know them, but they're fucking prog ska, if, uh, if you check that out. Not, but uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so anyway, like the lead singer, like has agoraphobia. So when they were first touring in the early days, he would literally play the entire show with his back to the crowd. Wow like for, and then like for for years and years like like finally they got him to turn around but he had to close it i saw him years later at coachella and like it was like impressed i'm like oh shit he's facing the crowd but like his eyes were closed the whole time and he was wearing really dark sunglasses and like wow. but yeah like he, it was it was it was super it was super uh it was super interesting like to see the progression of that band and, like that guy overcome his fears well, uh robert to, smith is robert smith is very similar too so i've seen the cure so many times and so, you oh, yeah. you would think that he is just like you'd be like you would think he was like the old journey bastard would just come out and be like dude i'm fucking robert smith here i am i can do this with my eyes closed no he comes out there every time looking like i'm scared shitless i'm having <laughs> fun i'm really having fun and i rip at the guitar but i kind of don't know what i'm doing but like it, it's crazy and oh. like 40 some odd years of that, you would think he would just, you know, but I think that's everyone. I, I, I one time hung out with Perry. I think I was telling you, I was hanging out with Perry Farrell before a Porn of Papyrus concert. And it was backstage of uh, Porn of Papyrus, 95 Lollapalooza. And I hung out with Perry for like 45 minutes. Everything was cool. We were talking. And then all of a sudden he got a little nervous, okay? He started getting nervous. And I'm thinking, this is Perry. Why the hell is he getting nervous, you know? Then, yeah. He, he disappears, he comes back with a bottle of wine, and I see that he's about to go on stage. I have no idea that this is happening, because it's a surprise. And, and, and the real reason was he was about to get on in front of 100,000 people. So those nerves and that, that, that fear that like we all, we all feel, it's for everyone. You know, I oh, yeah. think the only one that didn't feel that was, I don't even know, I, I don't even, I guarantee, there's nobody that confident that can just get up in front of all those people. Maybe Bono. Bono's pretty goddamn confident, you yeah. know, but that's on a whole other level. That's a whole other thing, you know, and that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and you mentioned Robert Smith. Like, he's, like, one of my, like, absolute big-time influences. Like, that guy, he's such an underrated fucking guitarist. Um, dude just absolutely sh shreds. But uh... <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy when you think about that, because the last time I saw them was actually my birthday two years ago. Um, went, went to go see them with Pixies and uh, uh, Mogwai. Okay. And... okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you just wait, because this is why I'm telling you. Dude, this is why we're buddies, okay? <laughs> Do you see that? Yep. Ah, uh, fuck yeah. Wait, so you were there too? Okay ironically check this out that was the one i missed i couldn't go for some reason and check this out these people on my route 
they, uh, on my actual delivery route. I told them that I couldn't go. And they're like these ballers, they have money. And they're like, oh, we're going. And they had this deluxe package. And bro, they mailed me like five of those. Like, or they gave me five of those. They gave me five of those posters and this deluxe set because they felt bad for me. Honestly, oh, give me the address. I'm gonna mail you one. I'm gonna fucking mail you one. Swear to oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, it's happening. <laughs> but anyway, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you missed that show. But the fucking uh, what what happened? So anyway, like he said, like one thing the entire concert, like one one little piece of banter, <laughs> right? And it was something along Cute. the lines of Cute. like, I, I I hope I hope you guys are feeling something. Fuck! This is why I don't talk at concerts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, it was like it was like a clear. Uh, it was it was a thing. Like that dude is fucking like put him alone on fucking forty eight hours of no sleep in front of piano, and he'll write one of the most beautiful pop songs you've ever heard in your life. But put him Definitely. in front of you know one hundred and forty thousand people or however many people were there that day, and like, dude has no idea what's going. On. No, it's, <laughs> it's true. Great. And he really he's he's one of my okay. That I was really into, um, I'm going to open up questions after this. So if anyone has any questions, please, you know, um, shoot away. So my first concert ever was uh, The Creatures in, in UCI, okay? And that's okay. like Susan and the Banshees. I was 12 yep. years old. And uh, it was just, it was the time where Robert Smith was very still close to being in that band, you know, like into mm -hmm. Susan and the Banshees. And, and I was hoping maybe he was there. And it, it didn't even matter if he wasn't because just seeing Susie at 12 years old was just, and before that I was into like horrible shit like Guns N' Roses because <laughs> I was 12, okay? And I love Motley Crue, I love Guns N' Roses. And my friend Lisa Kuda, she was just super hip. She was from Chicago. She's like, man, you gotta stop listening to this shit. And the first, like CD that I got was um, the Cure Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. And she was just like, here, stop listening to Guns N' Roses. And as soon as I heard the kiss, you know, the very first song, the kiss, and then he, all of a sudden you have Just Like Heaven and the kiss, those, that constraints, like those two vast different songs on one album blew my mind even when I was that age, you know? Cause there's just, oh, yeah. get, get me out of your fucking head, get me out of your fucking head to, to you know to to just like heaven where you know dancing on the sea and you're the and i read an article how he explained that and he said well that's love he's like you know one moment you're with somebody and they drive you fucking crazy where you want them out of your head and then the next moment you want to hug them and kiss them and that's reality that's love and that hit me like a ton of bricks so oh yeah the, dude yes we're we're on that flow when it comes to uh to to the robert smith game you know i have oh, to yeah. say that so and every every one of those songs is about the same woman that's the craziest part i uh, <laughs> dude he's been with the same chick yeah he's been with maria i think since he was a kid and and that's yeah. just a g the guy's a g i heard i heard that he doesn't even have like real proper lighting in his his house because he doesn't give a shit of what he looks like i i'll be honest for <laughs> For years, I did the same thing because I respect that man so much. I don't want to keep talking about the cure, but look at Julia. British <laughs> music is awesome. And it is. Yeah, no, it is. That's that's just hands down. Like, there's no arguing with it. Like, Yeah, I mean, I like American music, too, that ugly moon. But uh, Do yeah. you like American, American music? music. <laughs> I like <laughs> American music. Yeah, right, bro. 
but damn I, right. I, I don't know. I, I think I think that the British often do do beat us like in an overall quality uh, yep. contest. <laughs> Come on, dude. We let's be real. We got Beatles, Rolling Stones, fucking Radiohead. I mean, it just those three there alone. Uh, yeah, life changing, yeah. life changing. Richard Ashcroft, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> Richard Ashcroft. Believe me, Richard Ashcroft knows who Julia is. There is no doubt about that. I promise. <laughs> Julia, Richard Ashcroft knows. So, <laughs> it's fucking, hey, it's already been 38 minutes, man. Like, see, this is what I'm shit. talking about. Like, I really get along with you. Uh, I think you're amazing. So, what, I where can I like your style, dude? Yeah, fucking thank amazing. you. Where can people listen to your music, hear your videos, hear your content? Where can we get at you? So goldenplatesmusic.com is where everything is. But like Instagram is like my social hub, right? Um, but yeah, there's there's link, there's links to all of it on uh, all of the things on goldenplacemusic.com. Uh, Perfect. Is, yeah, easy enough. And you have a podcast as well, don't you? I do, yes. It's called I Like Your Style um with elder bryson it's uh I, I like to interview you know other independent musicians talk to them about their musical journeys and you know play some of their music and that that kind of shit and it's it's a lot of fun um i've uh i've interviewed bands from new zealand canada brazil uh fucking uh germany uh slovenia <laughs> germany's got it going on man like i don't I, they always had, obviously, because of, of you know, like Bowie and, and, and Iggy, of course. But right. it, it just it seems like I actually had this is really crazy. But I had somebody from Germany hit me up this week to, like, play one of my songs that's kind of industrial over there in Germany. They're like, we really love the song uh, Roblox and we play this in Germany. I'm like, dude, you don't even have to ask. Just just play that shit you know like yeah. if my if my music is playing in germany i'm i'm gonna probably just explode with that because i never in a million years thought that you know that my shitty little songs that i'm sitting here in my room could actually touch people like julia you and, and other people and yours as well just through the power of the internet even on lockdown even on this quarantine you know world we can still touch one another which is dude like you said us humans will always We'll, like the pyramids will always find a way oh yeah a hundred percent every time like it's it's it took what like within two weeks of lockdown for me to have you know like totally revamped my entire setup just just for pure songwriting and uh live streaming it's funny because like right right before uh right before covid happened i had went out and purchased uh like a whole like busking rig right like a battery powered pa and you know a battery powered pedal rig and all that shit like i was ready to go right and then like the next the very next day that i got that shit from sweetwater (laughs) boom boom yeah boom we're shutting everything shut it down i'm like well well well, see julia here i'll be (laughs) honest uh we were my band hurt in the heartbeat was we were 2020 we were going to london we were going to go see julia we were going to see my friend james we were going to set up like probably five gigs in in london that was our play or or around that remote area because i heard in in uh, europe they have it set up bro unlike america you know like you get to london and you start to get on these like these 
like I don't know what they're called, but they're like they're tours. And like all of a sudden, one day you're in London, then you're in you know wherever you're in Berlin or whatever. They have it set up, and it's like a, it's dope. I've heard all about it here. It's like you got to just do whatever the hell you can. But we're as soon as COVID happened, it was done. And uh, <laughs> yeah, what's crazy is my buddy uh, Negomotus. He's from Germany. We were just talking about like German music being badass. Like this dude, he's like. He's been like playlisting me over in Germany for like a while now. Like he's he's a fucking awesome musician and guy. You should check him out if you yeah. get a chance. Yeah, uh, totally. Absolutely. Um, what's up, buddy? Uh, yeah. Hey, what's yeah. going on? <laughs> but uh, hey, everybody. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Music is universal and all embracing, and that's why I know, right? We're, we're th this whole thing is about like uh what what does it all mean and and, right. and it, it's got music is definitely you know part of the equation it's like life times music equals heaven or something it's part of the well, equation and, and well not just that like when you really think when you look at like the the physics behind like music and the musical notes and the the relative hertz responses to each yes. note like the, yes. the math the perfect mathematical fluidity to it all yeah like I, I know there's microtones and shit out there blah blah but aside from like and where are they going where like okay <laughs> when i'm on stage right and i'm playing and not just me but like just in general when like these notes are being just sent out into the universe of these huge amplifiers i know that they've got to descend at one point but a part of me thinks that no they're cosmically going out into the universe and they're just infinitely you know, my horrible fucking guitar solo that I'm playing is going somewhere. So I better make this good. Because if those great <laughs> aliens don't like that fucking guitar piece, you know, I'm done. So, you know. Right, which which makes you wonder, like, then, then you got to think about, like, they've got that new show on Netflix, uh, Alien Worlds or whatever. Or, like, there's, like, these hypothetical alien planets. Seen it. That they've, Seen it. Yeah. It's great. Nice, but, like, th that makes me wonder, like what kind of instruments do they have in on other planets? Like, what is their version of the guitar? I want it. I want it. Whatever <laughs> it is, dude, seriously. Yeah. Okay. No, that's... I'm, this is my last question for you. Okay. And it's, right. a bit, it's a big one. So, okay. God, what is your belief in God? Um, I like to go hi. there. I like to go there. Hi, it's, it's great to meet you. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. No, it's, it's if, if if anyone's got it's me. All right. Um, or all of us in one. <laughs> or all of us. Or all of us in one. Or each one of us are our own god. Or however you want to look at that. Yeah. Right. Like it's. A, I don't mean to be narcissistic about it because that's that's not it at all. But like my perspective He's within is, us. Is, 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 yeah. My perspective is the only one I have. Your perspective is the only one you have. So therefore, in terms of your reality, you are God. I am God. You know. Yeah. Like that's. That's all, that's all, that's all I can see it. Like, you know, some sky daddy, like getting mad at us because we masturbated too much. Dude, right? like, that's, that's not a thing. Dude, this is my shirt right here. And this is kind of, it's backwards, <laughs> but you are here. You are here. I can, I can, I can. And that's as God as it gets, you know, yeah. like that's God. You're here. Like you're present. I'm present. That's all part of it. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, that's all there is to it. Like, I, I mean, you know, there's, you know, there's, there's plenty of, you know, plenty of smarter men than me have written plenty of apologetics and philosophical and theological documents to try to try to come up with stuff but like none of them know nobody <laughs> you know? knows bro i think we're gonna know the minute that not even the minute like maybe five minutes after 
you know, we've passed on from this life. And, and I'll be honest, uh, since we're getting deep and real, I was in a car accident when I was like eight years old and uh, it was really bad to the point where like, when I do this, you can see the scar because my head just, I went directly into the windshield when I was eight. Okay. No seatbelt. It was the eighties. People were on cocaine. It was out of control. My aunt was on cocaine. <laughs> I guarantee it. She was driving. Wasn't her fault. Other ladies fault. Head on collision. I left my body for at least 15 minutes, man. And I don't tell a lot of people this. And I, I was gone for about 15 minutes. And I'm going to be honest, it was the best goddamn feeling I've ever felt in my life. I felt warm. I felt safe. I felt like I was swimming towards a, just an, an endless, like, field of love and almost just acceptance and almost like, dude, I'm coming home. And right when I was just totally coming home, I felt just like I was zapped back into my body. And I don't know if it was smelling salts or if it was, if it was the because I was eight. It was one of the two where they pulled me back and I came back to life like 15 minutes after this happened. <laughs> and I woke up and the car was like on its side. There was all these people sitting around uh, just staring like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I get up from the console and this firefighter looks at me and he says, don't move. If you move, you're going to be a paraplegic for the rest of your life. And, and I just had blood gushing down my face. And, yeah. and that was a wake up call at eight, you know? And yeah, I, rem I remember like just thinking, I look over to my aunt and I'm like, are you okay, Annie Margie? And she's like, I'm fine. And dude, that's all I cared about that, that my aunt was okay. Oh, and, and, but I'll tell you that like, I felt like I said, I really felt like I was okay. And I know that's a weird thing to say, but I felt that I was okay. And yeah. And I that's all I can say. And I think that whether it's good or whether it's bad, you know, I feel that once you pass on from this life, it's going to be okay. Regardless. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, you can't, you can't change the, the objective outcome of it anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but uh, so, so you might as, you might as well, but you know, I mean, and there's, there's lots of theories out there that, you know, like that, that warm feeling of like that, that's just your brain pumping DMT in your heard system. That too. You know, no, I've like, heard that too. Straight up, <laughs> like, yeah. and then maybe that the DMT is a connection to the spirit world, and maybe it's just a chemical that makes you crave it fortnightly. I don't know, but yeah. like, straight up, man, we're all just dope addicts looking for a fix. Oh, constantly, God, that's musicians too. Like honestly, like oh yeah, we're we're just looking to get our heads spun, and and I think oh. that the biggest way is to just get your music playing on. It's four chords singing the melody over it and all of a sudden you're you, you're getting it and then people are getting it and you're getting high off of that and then you're releasing your emotional content through those patterns and somehow i think that equals oh, man when, when when the serotonin hit that comes when i nail a harmony like yeah. <laughs> there's nothing shit. like it there's nothing, nothing. like it. seriously yeah. that's true well dude this is awesome I got to, no. I got to end it just because I don't want to go past that mark, you know? No, so yeah, you can't do that. Everybody. This is elder Bryson. I'm stoked to meet this cat. James, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. You're a blast. I, I'll be in touch often. Cause I, 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 I like, I think you're pretty fucking cool, dude. So. Well, Tuesday, if I'll do your podcast, if fucking you want to do that and we'll, we'll, we'll hook it up. If we have time, we'll do that and we'll switch it up. Absolutely. Yeah, All no, right. for sure. All right. This is Golden Plates, everybody. Julia, everybody, Golden Plates. Check him out. He was fucking rad. Love this cat. 
I wish you were closer. He's in San Diego. I'm in Orange County. That's only like an hour away. It's, it's not that bad. Well, for, I'm on a Vespa, so it's like two and a half hours for me. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> I won't tell you what I'm driving, but I can get there a lot quicker. So, you know, <laughs> fucking A. It'll be fun. So, Hell yeah. All right, mega, mega models or whatever. Thank you for the great talk. Julia, thank you for listening. Thank you for being my first guest as well. So Hey, it's, it's, it's been fun, man. I'll, uh, I'll be in touch. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get a date pencil in for, for you to come on, uh, on my show because I think I'm booked for like another month and a half or so. Cool. Either but, way, uh, better for me. That, better for, right, for yeah, real. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That, 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 way, that way we got like some time between it and shit. But uh, yeah. yeah, this has been a lot of fun. And uh yeah, let's 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 uh, we'll keep chatting in in the side chat because you're about to run over time. But uh, this All has right, been great. Brother. All right, bud. Catch you later. later.